fun to watch. Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfect. Oh, mercy. Five, four, three, two, one. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast. Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano with you. As always, we have a great show uh, for you today as the Nationals head up the West Coast from Arizona to San Francisco. But Paul and I are going to chat with uh, intern Brendan and intern Cam later on in the program. Uh, do a little two interns and a lie. They're going to provide us with some crazy statistics, and then we have to figure out which one is false. Um, and we'll also hear from intern Brendan about the latest happenings on um massinsports.com and um yeah it's gonna be a good show i'm i'm, I'm pumped it's yeah gonna be back um west coast trips are always tough to kind of manage from our our end because obviously the late night stars we have a lot of time to fill before nat's extra pregame show kicks off at nine o'clock on massin two a lot of late nights yeah a lot of so we figured we would provide you guys with another episode of the massin all access podcast um before we get into all of that fun stuff we do have some baseball to talk, Paul. Nationals kind of struggling as of, the, as of late. Um, tough week. Tough week. They're banged up a little bit. They're not being able to put together full, complete games. like they, We saw almost as if like the All-Star break came out like the worst time because they were so hot going into the break and really they like, have cooled off since then. Um, have lost three straight series. Now on this West Coast swing, you're facing two teams um, the Diamondbacks and now the Giants, who are battling with you for a possible wild card berth, um, it's nothing gets easy, and you can't feel sorry for, for anybody. You just got to keep trucking along and, and playing ball. Yeah, and as cliched as it as it is, I feel like we should chalk a lot of this up to injuries. They were yeah. so healthy during that hot streak. Obviously, at the beginning of the year, they missed Turner, they missed um, Rendon for a period of time, and they were using Howie Kendrick any place that they possibly could. Then they got really healthy, and not coincidentally, they got really good right. during that portion. Yeah. They were everybody was making their scheduled start besides Jeremy Hellickson. They were one through four in terms of the rotation. Every guy was making their start, and just having those guys the best maybe to one through four of a rotation in baseball, at least up there before the Astros got cranky, um, that was just could not be understated, yeah. how imp- overstated, how important that was. And the fact that Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in baseball, having coming off one of the best months of any pitcher in baseball, has missed several scheduled starts, that has been big. The fact that Howie Kendrick now just hit the IL, the fact that they're Pitcher just acquired at the deadline, Rowena's Elias just hit the DL. Injuries have been a big factor. Yeah, and it's it's almost it's not just because everyone deals with injuries. Um, it's who's being hurt. Yes. You mentioned Ace Max Scherzer and Cowie Kendrick, who this team would not be in this position where they are right now without him this season. Um, and when, like this late stretch in the second half, it's it's who and when, and it's just kind of a, a string of bad luck for the Nats coming off of, like we said, a really great end to the first half of the season. Um, and now in times like this where you're playing the Diamondbacks, you're playing the Giants, uh, you have played the Mets later this month, you're going to have to play the Cardinals again. These are all teams you're going to be vying against for a wild card berth if you're not going to be able to catch the Braves. And it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of unfortunate, but people have to step up. Someone's going to have to step up. We talked about how, 
Eric Fetty, Joe Ross, and uh, Austin Voth have we're going to have to combine for that fifth starter spot with Jeremy Hellickson out because the top four guys were great. Well, now they're going to have to basically combine for two spots with Max Scherzer yeah. being out. So they have to roll out. Uh, Steven Strasburg was just named Pitcher of the Month, which is fantastic. He's been fantastic. Anibal Sanchez has been really great. Patrick Corbin has been solid and consistent uh, throughout most of the season. But now you have two spots in your rotation to fill out. And, you know, before Scherzer went down, the Nats could afford, you know, to kind of run one of these guys out every fifth day. I don't know if they can afford right now to run two of these guys out every fifth and fourth day. Yeah. And that might slow them down in terms of where they're trying to get to. Um, it's putting a lot of pressure on, first of all, the three other guys in the rotation the, the, at the top of the rotation, and then also the offense, and then also the yeah. bullpen. It's just kind of a domino effect where now guys really have to step up and cover the slack because guys are falling down and, yeah. and going on the IL. And Strasburg had a dud of an outing, obviously, against the Diamondbacks. And if you had, like you said, Bobby, if you had one through four there, all healthy, all available, you could survive that. You know, you you have one game where you just have a dud and you just punt on that game, that's fine. But the fact that you didn't have Max Scherzer starting the day before or, the you know, uh, the day after, the fact that you have... Now, they have been very healthy. They, for the the most part, I would say they've gotten more out of this this top four spots in the rotation in terms of just making starts than I would have expected at this yeah. point in the season. The fact that Strasburg has not missed a start, he's made, what, 23 starts. Every guy in those top four has made at least 20 starts. Scherzer obviously missing a couple right now. Anibal Sanchez missed a few between May and June. But beyond that, the fact that you have four guys who are, you know, Corbin is, what, 29, 30? Yeah. Uh, obviously, Scherzer just turned 35. Strasburg is 30. Um, and Sanchez is in his mid thirties, what yeah. 34, 35? Maybe a little so, older. Yeah. So the fact that you have four guys that are just up there, um, you just don't expect them to make every start, and yeah. they've made a lot of starts. So that that is kind of the the downfall with well, if you're going to invest so heavily in veteran pitchers, they might miss some starts here and there. Yeah, right. And we're kind of seeing that Max Scherzer is human. You know, it's yeah, like he's yeah. kind of he's a dad now. He's back acting up. He's kind of slow. Uh, all moving. the old, yeah, yeah, all the old dad adages are just kind of adding up right now for Max Scherzer. And you, you he mentioned started to make noise when he eats more. Yeah, he's like, yeah. kind of run out of breath walking up the stairs, <laughs> um, setting his ways a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah, just really loves that six o'clock news. <laughs> um, no, but like you know, it's also funny that we were talking about who's getting hurt and when. If you would have said that, you know, Steven Strasburg would not basically have not missed a start this season and has yeah. been consistent all season long, and Max Scherzer would be the one to go down, I would have been like, ooh, I don't believe you. Like, that's yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. You, you would think it would have been the other way around. Um, but thankfully, Strasburg has been healthy and, and pitching really well. To pick up the slack that Scherzer has now leaving behind, you mentioned Corbin and Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez has been so much better since his return from the IL. Um, hopefully, he can remain that level of success, retain that level of success and health moving forward. Um, yeah, it's just, I think the big question marks are now like, well, I think the biggest question mark obviously is, is Scherzer. We have no timetable for when he's returned. There's, I mean, no one has any idea no. of when that's possible. I don't think he's even thrown a bullpen yet. No. That's like the first benchmark he has to reach on his way back. Um, so that's like the biggest question mark. And, you know, the longer it is, the more, again, you have to run out guys like Joe Ross, Eric Fetty, and Austin Voth every fourth or fifth day and 
again, you got some big series coming up. Obviously, yeah. three games in San Francisco against the Giants. At one point, they were the hottest team in baseball. Then they go plays the hottest team in baseball in the Mets, the freaking Mets, of course. Um, I want to talk about that later. I've got some hot takes. Let's talk on the Mets then. Uh, but the Brewers next weekend. The Reds are also kind of sort of still lingering uh, lingering around. The Pirates, the Cubs, the Orioles again. I mean, the Marlins, uh, these are big series. You know, these aren't cakewalks. These are all teams, especially in the National League, where the wild card race is so wide open and there's like yeah. seven or eight teams still running. And now you're going head-to-head with these teams. These are games you must win and not having your ace and one of your best bats um, and Howie Kendrick. Yeah. Is, is going gonna, is gonna to cost them. And especially the fact that they had two big series against the Braves in Ju- in July, and they split the first four-game series, and then they lost two out of three. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, you're not helping yourself in the division at all. Right. The least you can do is help yourself in the wild card race. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're already not, if you're already conceding games to the Braves, and you're already seven games out now, you got to win the games against the wild card teams. This is also a, a ridiculous year in terms of the number of wild card teams that are just still in it. The fact that the 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 Mets just had a hot two week stretch and they're just back in it. Yeah. The fact that the the San Francisco Giants right before the deadline had an amazing stretch and then they're all of a sudden, oh yeah, they're like a game and a half out of the wild card. There are a lot of teams vying for these spots, and it does seem like the Nats play every single one of them yeah. down the stretch. Um, I think we have a list right here. I mean. This is just a list of that you have on our notes right here. Cardinals, Phillies, Braves, Diamondbacks, well, Giants. Yeah, the, the other thing is the Nats don't are at the Mets. The fact that they have had a tough couple of weeks and they're still very much in it. Yeah, this I mean, they're, been, they're tied for the second wild card right now with the Phillies. And they're only yeah. a half game behind the Cardinals. It so doesn't, it's like, yeah. it feels like they should be a lot further back, but they're yeah. not. They're, they're right there. It doesn't, and I, and I think every team can say that too. I think oh, Phillies yeah. fans can say that. I think Brewers fans can say that. They've been very disappointed the season they're having and they're still in it. Yeah. So the it doesn't seem like anybody wants this. The They're only, like, who wants this? Nobody? Okay. The only teams that are like probably you can safely say are out of it right now are obviously the Marlins. They're yeah, the worst yeah. team in the National League. But in the, the, Pirates. the Pirates are 10 games out. Everyone else is within seven games. Yeah. And beginning of August, that's not out of it. That's no. There's plenty of time to make that up. And even though the Padres, Rockies, Reds, and now the Mets, even though they're creeping up, they're all under 500. They're still within seven games yeah. of the second wild card game. Yeah. So, and look, they still play Milwaukee. We have, there's the Nationals have a four ga- five game, excuse me, five game series against the the uh, Phillies coming up. Uh, three against St. Louis. They just finished one against Arizona. They're starting one against the Giants tonight. Yeah, they have they play the Mets for two more series. They play the Reds. I mean, they're playing all of these teams except for the Rockies and the Padres left. And it's going to come down to a lot of these games that they quote unquote should win against teams that are sub 500, but they're still going to be going after because they're still in it. And how many of these teams sold at the deadline? The Diamondbacks a little bit, but then they, they replaced them with a pitcher. Yeah. These teams, a lot of times stood pat. So like, they're just kind of there. Like they, they're like, yeah, if we make it, that's fine. Well, we talked about how crazy that, not crazy, but weird the trade deadline was because of teams kind of just standing in limbo like yeah. we're selling but we're also buying or we're doing just neither. doing nothing yeah. yeah um yeah so that has been weird um so these teams are it, it seems like obviously you know like a five and a half game um deficit for like the reds is not insurmountable especially once you just got trevor bauer but like of the teams that are you know three games so like over the next few weeks these are the teams at least that appear to be battling for this there's what? Yeah, three three teams tied for those top two spots. Or three teams. Well, yeah, the, St. Louis is a half game above the Phillies right. and the Nets. And then you got 
one, two, three, four other teams vying for those other spots. Yeah. And it's just and and these teams over the last few weeks also have just not so like while the Nats has been incredibly frustrating, they haven't taken care of the games that they've needed to and the opponents that they've needed to. Neither is like any one of these teams. So of in the past of the last ten games, Cardinals are five and five. Mm-hmm. The Phillies are five and five. They just lost two out of three to the White Sox. Nats are three and seven. The Braves are four and six. So they're not even having a good week or a good ten game stretch. The Diamondbacks are five and five. And the Giants are four and six. The only team in the wild card race that has had a good ten game stretch has been the New York Mets. Yeah. So like nobody wants this. Well, they've been the best team. Since the sec- in the second half, don't they have the best record in all of baseball since the All Star break? So. I don't. How is baseball allowing the New York Mets <laughs> yeah. to get I back think, in this thing? I how think, did they allow this to happen? I think well, I think the Mets are going to Mets again. I think they have to. This is just that glimmer of hope that they're giving their fan base, or, or it makes it more or, or, painful. Yeah, and so like <laughs> once we hit September, it's just going to go all downhill from there. Right? They're going to be oh, right, we're so close. Nope, sorry, you're not. Um, but also, Paul, we're not even talking about the Cubs because the Cubs are. They're division leader right now, right. but they're only a game and a half above the Cardinals. So that could flip-flop yeah. pretty well, quickly, too. So there's more than just... You have to take into account the division leaders. I think, obviously, the Dodgers are safe. I think the Braves are starting to separate themselves because a seven-game lead. Now the Nationals are, the Phillies are tied for second place, but a seven-game lead is yeah. pretty comfortable. One and a half is not. The Cubs can easily be... They're, I yeah. would say they're still in the wild card mix too, even though they're a division leader. Well, that's the thing is as fun and great of a storyline as it would be to get a Phillies Nats wild card game. I think ultimately is just a hunch. You're going to get a central team to take one of those two spots. Yeah. I think if it, if the Cubs fall off a little and the bit, Cubs are another team the Nats have coming up this month. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think one of those wild card teams will be one of the Cardinals, Cubs and Brewers. Yeah. I mean, just because those three teams have been beating up on each other all season long. And I think one of them is going to claim one of those spots. Yeah. Um, but it, it just seems like all of these NL teams, they're beating up on each other. It's the fact that they're all in this weird middle class um, and the fact that and and the the Mets have taken advantage of it. Now their opponents over the last ten games. Everyone's talking about this amazing stretch where they're nine and one. Keep in mind that the opponents that they played, the Padres were one game, then the Pirates for three games, then the White Sox, and then the Pirates again. Okay, yeah, it's not not facing the best of the best. I know they just got Marcus Marcus Stroman, big pickup. It this has to fade. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Bob. I, I so too. The Mets have to Mets. Yeah, at some point. I, I think that bubble is going to burst. I really hope it's soon. I just, it, it I, I, I can't, it is just weird. The, with every passing game, it's like, how are you guys, you guys are just letting this happen. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So the Nationals, I believe, have six more games against the Mets, and the, their Mets are the only team amongst their division foes who the Nationals have a losing record again. That has to change. Yeah, yep. They have to win these next two series against the Mets and take care of your business against teams you should because they've dominated the Marlins, as they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually 500 against the Braves and against the Phillies. They're 9-5 against yeah. the Phillies. So they've done their part against everyone except the Mets. Yeah. And now I understand the Mets aren't the Marlins, but they're also not the Braves. So with six games to go... Need to win for at least no more losses at City Field. There have been so many painful losses at City well, Field. Well, that this sweep year. did not help. It was horrible. Yeah, horrible. And it's just like it, it just feels like they're. I'm dreading it when they go up to City Field. Yeah. Um. So uh, no more painful losses to the Mets. That just that just can't happen. You just have to take care of their 
them there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, but somebody has to bury the Mets. Somebody yeah. has to bury them. Yeah. And uh, it might be someone within the division, like the Nationals, like the Phillies, yeah. the Braves. Um, and you also, you talked about um, how every team's beating up on each other. Like, also, like, taking the fact that, you know, if the Nationals were in the American League, they would be about seven games out of the wild card. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. like, the American League is on its own thing right now, and, and there's only basically yeah. three teams. I mean, maybe if you want to count the Red Sox just because they're the defending champs, but they're six and a half games out of the second wild card. Right. There's basically three teams vying for those two wild card spots, whereas in the National League, it's, like we said, eight. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, Cubs, St. Louis, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, I mean, they're six games under 500, but they're hanging around. And they were also one of those teams that kind of sold but also bought at the deadline. So what are right. they trying to do? Um, if anything, they're going to be pesty and pesky and annoy like the Cubs and yeah. Cardinals and Brewers and like maybe steal some wins from them. Right. Uh, but they all probably have to play each other down the stretch. That's four teams right there. And then, you know, the uh, Giants and uh, Diamondbacks probably have to play each other a couple more times. And that's going to help determine, you know, right. are they going to knock each other out basically? You know, like so someone's kind of like really put their foot down and be like, no, we're taking this spot. And then yeah. kind of, and then, Obviously, the Phillies and Mets and Nationals have to kind yeah. of duke it out. If if the Nats are able to get Scherzer back for September for the full month for the stretch run, if they have a full healthy bullpen, I I, I wouldn't count them out. What's your level of concern right now? It's all, again August fifth. Yeah. We talked about Scherzer and Howie Kendrick being out. You know they're playing five hundred ball since the All Star break. What's your level of concern right now in terms of the Nationals making the playoffs? I think. If you look at the teams on that list of the wild card teams, I think it's clear they're better than the Phillies. I think the Phillies are just a powder keg ready to explode. I think that they are not not that good, mm-hmm. um, and I think that the Nats pass at least pass the eye test over the Phillies. Um, so that that they do not concern me too much. Beyond that, though, I, I like I said, I do think one of those teams gets in in terms of the um, the Brewers, the Cardinals, and the Cubs. I think the Cardinals and Cubs. I think it's going to be one of those two teams probably wins their division. Right. And then the Brewers, as they were a playoff team, I think at this point, they're, they were a little bit of a fluke last year. Just a little bit. I'm willing to say that at this point. They Just because their bull, that everything worked with their bullpen. Yeah. They everything hit all was, the right buttons. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Yelich is a stud. But they are just not quite there this year. Yeah. And they have a... I, I often look at run differential as kind of a factor to because ultimately like the more games you play run differential is more a predictor of your win loss record yeah and the fact that the Nats are plus 37 the Phillies are minus 21 and the Brewers are minus 29 tells me that the Nats are a better team yeah they're a better team than than the Phillies and they're a better team than the Brewers of the teams we all just we just mentioned and you're talking about run differential the Nationals have the second best yeah plus 37 behind Arizona 71 which is insane but then it's Cincinnati with plus 30 everyone else has a negative run differential yeah. aside from the Cardinals who are at plus 19 and they pass the eye test yeah the, to me the Nationals pass the eye test as a playoff team right now yeah which I don't think you can say about some of these other teams I think with it's not that Max Scherzer is out it's the lack of uncertain it's lack of certainty around him, like, him. when he's coming back oh, like yeah, we yeah. don't have a, a t- like if we were if we knew at this point yeah he'll be back next week or by the next homestand like he's gonna throw some bullpens in San Francisco and then he's ready to go when we get back from the West Coast Level of concern way farther down. 
But the fact that there's so much uncertainty surrounding him right now, that makes me more concerned. And now these bullpen guys that they just brought in, these three guys, Elias hurt himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why, why, do you, why are you swinging your mind? You're, you're a relief pitcher. Don't do that. Yep. Um, I, I, and then the schedule. The schedule concerns me just because they have to go through all these teams. Like, I, 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 wanna, I guess I have to do a, di- a deeper dive into, like, the Cardinals' remaining schedule, the Phillies' remaining schedule, the Brewers' remaining schedule. I mean, I know they still have to play their in the, within yeah. their division, but, like, how many more games do they have against, like, the Giants, the Mets? Obviously, they play against the Nationals. We know that. But, like, these other wildcard teams, how much do how many games left do they have against other wildcard potential right. teams outside of their own division? And so the fact that the Nationals basically have to go through every single one of these teams, say for the Rockies, who are six and a half back, and the Padres, who are seven eight games back, that, I mean, it, maybe it's a kind of a yin and yang thing, a catch-22, because, like, yes, it's concerning because you have to go through all these good teams, but also means your destiny's in your own hands. Right. Like, if they take care of business, you, you'll make it. And I think the degrees of separation between these teams are slim. Right. I think that there are, there, there is I mean, just, the, it's just, just look a, at the standings. Yeah. It's, it shows. So it's, it's going to come down to, I think, the wild card race. I think the NL Central uh, Division race will come down to the last week of the season. Yeah. So and it, which it tends to do. Yeah. It tends to do. It's, it's always entertaining. I, I, I kind of hope that the Nationals and the Phillies are able to push the Braves a little more. I, I, I think the Braves are seven games up. You're sitting pretty comfortably. But, again, it's August 5th. Yeah. There's still time. I kind of hope we see more of a NL Central-like push towards October yeah. than we have in the past. Because someone always seems to, like, mid-September run away with the NL East. Yeah. I kind of hope we get a more of a divisional run than just the Nats and Phillies duking out for the second wild card spot. And I think the Braves are the better team. I think they're better I than so the too. Nats right now, but I don't think they're seven games better. Right. I mean, the head-to-head, head, it yeah. shows. Yeah. And also that series that they just lost in D.C. To, to the Braves, they won the first game, and I think they had opportunities to win at least – they, they should have won that series, and they, they, they kind of blew it away. So, you know – I think you're right. I think overall the Braves are a better team right now, but the Nats can go toe-to-toe with them yeah, and, and, and hold their own against them. Exactly. Um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting race. Obviously, stick with us, the Mass on All Access podcast and Mass on All Access in general throughout August and September. It's going to be a fun uh, race. Uh, it'll be really cool to see the Nationals in a wildcard game. We've seen it on the Orioles side twice. The wildcard game is something special. It's the winner-take-all. Anything yeah. can happen. Um, just give yourself a chance, please, to, to get to a, a division series, and, and who knows what happens. Playoff baseball is just so unpredictable. Yeah. I've never been to Milwaukee or St. Louis. or oh, so you're, Now you're checking off travel. Yeah. yeah oh, I, I'm looking straight up personal. So yeah. either one I of think those cities would be cool That'd be see. cool. Yeah, so I, I think a division wild card game would be cool against the Phillies. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. Especially, Especially with the Bryce Nationals. Harper. Yeah. yeah. At Nationals Park, they have raining booze. Wow, yeah, just wow. Crazy. All right, well, we're going to – that's enough baseball right now. We're going to get into some uh, two interns and a lie with intern Brendan and intern Cam. But before we do that, here's a quick message from intern Brendan. Hey, Nationals fans. Brendan Mortensen here from the Masson All Access Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. When we're all wrapped up, be sure to head over to MassonSports.com for all of your Nationals content. This week, Mark Zuckerman fills you in on which Nats need to step up in Max Scherzer's absence. Plus, Byron Kerr tells you about some Nationals prospects. Those stories and everything Nats can be found right there on MassInSports.com. 
Thank you, Intern Brennan, for that quick message. And look, it's Intern Brennan right back on screen with us. Teleportation. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing. And also, Intern Cam. Right. There it is. Joining us on the Mass All Access podcast, we're going to play a quick game of Two Interns and a Lie. So you guys have a set of uh, three statistics. Yep. One of them is the lie. Yep. And Paul and I are working together as a team, tandem team, to figure out which one is a lie. That's correct. All right. We got it. All right. Starting, Starting off, off, number one. First... The Nats are the only team in baseball to have a bullpen ERA over six. That is option number one. Option number two. There are only three teams in baseball with a bullpen ERA of five or more. Okay. Option number three. The Nats bullpen was also bottom ten in the league in bullpen ERA last season. I'm going to say the second one is the lie. I think so, too. Second one is the lie? It's our take. That is incorrect. There are Off to a tough start. three teams with a bullpen in ERA over five, and they are the Nats, the Orioles, and you're not going to believe this, the New York Mets. New York Seriously? Mets. Seriously? Wow. wow. Yeah. Number three I feel like was it the is lie. lie. Number three yeah. was the lie. Where, was Where were the Nats last year? They were ranked 15th in the oh, league okay. in bullpen ERA. It's weird because I feel like this has been a bad year for bullpens, so I would have yeah. thought that there would have been more teams with higher bullpen ERAs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Right. A lot of teams are hovering around like the mid four and a half range. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick to my there. truth, and my truth is that the second one is the lie. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not yeah. how the game works. 20 minutes. <laughs> you can make your own truth. That's cute. That's that's right. Right. How many are these? Five. We have five sets. <laughs> five sets. How five many more are these we got? <laughs> You're no, up for one so far. Because uh, I want to make sure we're over 500. I, yeah. And yeah. Uh, for last week, you guys went two for five? Two for five. On the Orioles podcast? On the Orioles podcast. So that's the number to beat is two. All right. Two for five. Shouldn't be that hard to beat, but you never know. Brendan, just, just continue with the game. <laughs> On to number two, option one. Nats starters are top five in the league in ERA. Option two. Nats starters are first in the league in strikeouts. Option number three. The Nats are one of two teams to have at least 700 strikeouts by their starting pitchers. I think it's two or three. Yeah. Well, can't they? Hmm. I'm going to say it's three again. Say, say two again. Number two is Nats starters are tops in the league, number one. In, in the league, outs. in National League, or in all of baseball? All of baseball. Yeah. In the majors. Gotta, gotta, yeah, they don't specify. I think it's got to be the Astros. Leave it vague so they don't know. It's three. Three is a lie. Three is true. That is tough. Number two is the lie. Number two was the lie? The Houston Astros are number one in the league. I know, but I wasn't counting Grinky with the Astros yet because he just got there. So great. You're counting Grinky's all his strikeouts with the Diamondbacks with the Astros? Just just the Houston Astros right now. I thought because they had Scherzer, obviously, Strasburg was having a great year. They flash the graphic on Nats Extra. It's always like. The three are in the top five. Yeah, no one they are. Seen, yeah. But then you've got Verlander and Cole, who I think are probably out in front. That's yeah. crazy. All right, we're 0 for two. two. Yeah, 0 for two so far. <laughs> it's all right. That started. We're we second half team. Three last time, and then yeah. you we're second half team. So. We're going to make adjustments. Coming out, coming out blazing. Yeah, whatever you need to tell yourself. All right, number three. <laughs> Anthony Rendon is top ten in the majors in batting average. He's hitting like three fourteen. So I'm going to say yes. But go ahead. Option yeah. number two. Shades last time, Adam Eaton has more hits than Mike Trout. Oh my God. Option number three, the Nats have a player in the top 20 in the majors in home runs. Say that again. The Nationals have a player in the top 20 in the majors in home runs. Who would that be? Who is the leading on the team in home runs? Rendon, right? 
Yeah, probably. 20. It's got like 25. Yeah. Or something. Is it so, is Soto close? It's so, gotta be. I think so is like almost a 20, if not a 20. Yeah. I think three is true. I think. What was the first one? The first one? Anthony Rendon is top 10 in Major League Baseball in batting average. That's. The Adam Eaton, Mike Trout one, like. Yeah, I think it's, it's giving me trap. flashbacks. I think yeah. it's a trap, yeah. So I. No, but it was a trap last time. I know, but we didn't fall, it's and we trap. fell for it. <laughs> Did we fall for it? Because our game is a trap. Saying, That's the like, point of the game. <laughs> Adam, Adam Eaton having more hits than Mike Trout. It's like one of those things where like that can't be. It's like so out there. Yeah. It probably it's probably true. I, 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 I'm, but it's also that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> he's only hitting like two seventy something. Hmm. Kind of makes a fellow wonder. Kind of does. I'm gonna go with B, but it's your call. You're going with two? It's yeah. my call. Yeah, there's a team, Paul. Team effort. I know, but I, I hate being wrong. The competition is really just driving the team apart yeah. right now. It's tough to watch. It's tough to see. Uh, it's like the Red Sox. Oh, I'm a little too close to home. <laughs> Anthony Rendon is top ten in the league in batting average. That's the number one, right? Yep, in, in the majors. Take a swing. Yeah, I'm gonna say one's the lie. Oh, so you went number two is the lie. You went number one is the lie. Is We're, it, our official answer is number one. Okay. And number three is the Are lie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Which one was? Nobody so, is in the top twenty. Nobody is in the top twenty. Anthony Rendon has twenty four home runs, and that is good for thirtieth in wow. Major League Baseball. Anthony Rendon is batting three sixteen. And that is number nine in Major League Baseball. And Adam Eaton does have more hits than Mike Trout. That's nuts. By how many? By three. Three. Okay. Oh, That's come on. Right. Was that before last night? Yes. Over three. <laughs> Mike yeah. Trout started hitting more hits than Orioles and Nationals players. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's number four? Coming up, Mike Trout's not as good as you Number four. Number four, option one. The Washington Nationals have allowed the fewest number of home runs in the National League. Oh. True. Number two, among teams in third place in their division, the Washington Nationals have the highest run differential in the majors. That's got to be. Uh, uh, that's, 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 I think that's probably true. I think that's probably true. I'm yeah. Some snap judgments. Option number oh, wait. three. Where are the Diamondbacks in the West? Ah, uh, ah. Uh, can we look that up? Uh, can we look up I, standings? I, I also have the standings in front of me. Oh, oh, so it's not like cheating going on here. Uh, uh, right? I think the Diamondbacks might be three. second in the West, so okay. I think. Because the Dodgers are so far ahead of everybody, it's hard. Yeah. To, I, saw, I can't remember, but I think they're second in the okay. list. All right. so what, what I, is, I don't think they count as the third. The final option, number three, the Nationals' 985 fielding percentage is the third best in the National League East. And it's not the number that matters, of course. It's the ranking. Yes. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's 986. <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't think it's I – I think yeah. two is true. Okay. What was one? The Washington Nationals have allowed the fewest number of home runs in the National League. That can't be true. I think that can't be true. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say one. It one is a lie. One is a lie. Well, the one that could not be true is, in fact, true. Oh my! They rank third in all of the majors in home runs allowed, behind Tampa Bay and Oakland, the only two teams ahead of them with 130 homers allowed. That's crazy. Tampa has allowed crazy. 124. Oakland has allowed 129. And for reference on number two, which you guys were debating about. Uh, it is false. The Red Sox have the highest run differential of any team in third place at plus 56. That's crazy, too. Wow. Makes, yeah. you, makes you think. 
really does. Really Wait, so we got that one wrong. Really makes you think. You are now. That's <laughs> yeah. 0 for 4, oh. I think. 0 oh for 4? 0 oh, 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 no. We lost that, but I think Cam really lost that because he's a Red Sox fan. Yeah. So he that one hurt. That one. No, I, I'm, I'm okay with that, that personally. I wrote that one. That was what really Let's not, yeah. tough to write. It was tough. Let's not get a uh, an 0 for 5 performance oh, here. Oh, God, no. All right. We're going to the wacky bits at the end because I did really well. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're, they're not the as random, wacky. There's no the random facts. Thank God this is your last week. That's, that's okay. what just all I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Guys can't suffer the embarrassment any yeah, longer. I know. It, it, sure, that's why. Moving on, on to number five. five. How was so. your one-on-one with Paul yesterday? <laughs> Moving on to number five. <laughs> oh, I'll throw that at the end, probably. And golf? Number one. No positional player on the current Nationals roster ranks top 10 in career war in Nationals franchise history. Does this include Expos history? Yes. yes. No current position. No current positional player. So like if if wait, so like if Scherzer his career war, is it yes. his career war with the Nationals? But this is just among positional players. Positional players, not including pitchers. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, but yes, we are including point, Nationals yeah, Expos. Yeah. Oh, wait, so no positional player. <laughs> no, no positional player, player on the Nationals. Full career. Full yeah. career. Ranks top 10 in career war for Nationals Expos. Uh, that has to be a lot. Because Zimmerman, Zim. Zimmerman has to be up there somewhere. Yeah. All right. Just give Number us another base on fact of being here forever. Number two, Matt Scherzer has allowed the fewest hits per nine innings in Nats history. In Nats history or Expos history? In, in franchise Nats history. Nats Expos franchise history. Combined. Pedro? All of these are combined. Fewest, wait, fewest hits per nine? Fewest, fewest hits, hits per, per nine, nine. yep. Number three, Vladimir Guerrero holds Senior. each of the top four single season franchise records for total bases. Uh, the old total bases tell yeah. test. <laughs> Everybody memorizes those lists. Some of us do, Paul. I'm going to say. I am not one of those people. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say, I, I'm going to go against, I'm going to pull a George Costanza, go against my instinct, and say A is the lie. That's what I was going to say, too. I think I, I, I've been Zim wrong. has to be up there. My instinct has Top been Top 10 on franchise wrong. war. Yeah. Are you talking baseball reference war, too? Yes, yeah, okay. baseball reference. Zim has got to be on that list. A big baseball reference guy. Well, gentlemen, this is our fifth oh, God. <laughs> set. You are trying to avoid the 0 for 5 naked lap. And you have, in fact, avoided Thank it. And God. number one is false. But I'm going to throw a caveat in there. Bobby, you collect the wrong player. Is it Anthony Rendon? It is, it is Anthony, Anthony Rendon. Rendon. His 25.2 career war is eighth in uh, Nats Expos franchise. Success. That's that makes also sense too. crazy. That makes yeah. sense, too. But yeah, I was like, there's, there's no way. Because I looked at like the Nationals franchise page, on base, and like I definitely recognize like, right. someone's face yeah. on there. And for number two, you were also right with Pedro. Uh, as far as Pedro, had, hits Pedro is the closest. Pedro to is the Max. closest. It's still a pretty good break, though. Scherzer is 6.443 hits per nine. Pedro was 6.998. Wow. So pretty much a half hit there. Yeah. And I would bet Scherzer now. has him on strikeouts per nine. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure probably. he does. Yeah. I wow. remember looking earlier. But hey, what was well, the last one? Uh, the last true? one was Vlad Guerrero holds oh. each of the top four single season franchise records for total bases. He does. Uh, his number one was the year 2000. He had 379 total bases. Uh, but number five actually belongs to Alfonso Soriano. Ah. So, Steve, couldn't get the top you know, five. Alfonso had like 42 home runs for the Nationals one year, didn't he? For the Expos, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 06, no, 2006. Yeah, 06. Yeah. 364 bases. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, he crazy. Was, he, was, he was good that one The year. old total bases. Very. <laughs> Any other random trivia facts? Any random That's trivia it. Facts? I was Well, I was, was going to throw in some Nats Park facts, but I figured the stuff there I could find There were too many gimmies last time. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, there was one I found in there about Nats Park being the first Major League ballpark that's, like, LEED certified as, like, a green building. But I figured mm. if I threw that in there, it's like, well, he found that somewhere. It probably is the first I, one. So I, I did actually like, know that. I remember when it see, came that's out. See, that's why I figured it was too that. easy. I think so. I know that, too, because on the media tour this past year with all the new solar they panels, they're like, Nats Park was the first, and then we continue to be, like, the leader and standard of uh, green efficiency in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, I probably would have gotten that. It's too. funny. We went one for five, and I went one for one. In a one-on-one against Brendan Ooh. yesterday, <laughs> it's coming out. shooting some hoops. Wait, aren't Bre- you two for two? Because didn't you beat him in golf too? I beat him in golf too. Oh. Thank you, Bobby. I he would was, like to make it known that tough. I was not there for either of these occasions. So I, you know, he was talking a lot of smack, and I beat I was. him. I was. I was. I, th- I I do respect the Brendan being just be like, if you're gonna beat me, just beat me with a three, and then yeah, 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 yeah I would beat. We, we won't add the in Paul the amount of water just, breaks that, that Paul had to take. Okay. I, oh, know. my God. Hey, hydration I, is important. Hydration is important, important, but I also did not take that same amount of water breaks. I took about eight water breaks in a game to 11. Uh, I <laughs> felt like I was going to hurl a I'm lot of it. I sweat just thinking about playing we, basketball. We played at 7.30 p.m. to avoid the heat of the day. And it was still like 90. Were you outside? Yeah. It was outside. Yeah. 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 It was outside. Yeah. Yeah. Street ball. All right, conditions. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank that was you guys. great. Yeah. Fantastic job all season long, too, behind the scenes on the Mass and All Access podcast. For those of us watching on Mass and Nationals YouTube and uh, Mass and Nationals Facebook, Mass and All Access Facebook, intern Brendan, intern Cam were the ones who produced all those shows behind the scenes. So we want to give them a big thanks uh, for being here all season <laughs> long. This is their last week. We're sorry to see you go. Uh, but happy to get you guys on the pod, too, and uh, play the game. So yeah, uh, thank thanks. you so much. You guys, and we yeah. never saw them again. Never saw them again. Thanks for uh, <laughs> watching and listening to the Mass on All Access podcast. Bobby Blanco, Paul Mancano. You can be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You can also, again, watch on Facebook and YouTube channels and give us a follow at Paul Mancano at Bobby underscore Blanco. For Cam, Brendan, Paul, Bobby, we'll see you later.